Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas so you can grow beyond difficult transitions and evolve from those challenging moments that may have influenced your past but will not define your future. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve as we teach you the exact skills needed to attract and keep a lasting, emotionally healthy and conscious relationship. Now, please welcome your host, certified life dating and relationship coach, trauma professional, and best-selling author, Rihanna Milne. Hello. Hi. Happy Monday. I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I actually got to the pool on Saturday. It was 80 degrees. I was loving that. I think you know I live in Florida, and I know the rest of the world tonight in USA is having a major cold snaps. There, my friends in Jersey, PA, New York, come on down to Florida and say hello. Well, hello, everyone. I am your coach, Rihanna Milne. I am known as a life and love transformation expert, and I'm on a mission to change the way the world loves. And I hope you, my listeners, my angels of love, and my love transformers will help me spread the word on how to have conscious, loving, and respectful relationships. Tonight's topic for show 21. Oh my gosh, we're halfway through the year. We're going to finish up the 14 dating traps that I went into on show 20. And if you didn't hear them, you're going to want to go back and hear that. So we're going to finish those up. We got halfway through the list. And then we're going to go into the question of what is codependency? And that was recommended as a topic that somebody really wanted to get information on that. So I'm happy to cover that for you. And if and when we have time, we're going to go into, are you love addicted? Is it love or obsession? If I don't start on that tonight, that will be next week's topic. So let's see how far we get. I will teach you, as you know, the exact skills you need to attract a fantastic person into your life and have a life that you really love and desire. No matter your age, whether you're a man or a woman, single or married couples that come, LGBT, everyone's invited. If you're single or in an exclusive relationship, it doesn't matter. Focus is to have the life you desire and the relationship you deserve. And if you really want to meet with me personally, every week I open up my calendar to meet with seven of my podcast and radio listeners. So apply for a free life and love transformation discovery session by going to my website, rihannamilne.com and tell me your story. And that's a $500 value. So I always open that to the first seven that apply. Now remember to listen to all my past podcasts on my website, lessonsinlifeandlove.com to get an education that builds your knowledge and life and love skills. You can now listen on Alexa. This show is called Daily Lessons in Life and Love under Skills and Lifestyle um, on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeart, Google Music, and all your other favorite apps. If you hear something you know will benefit a friend or a loved one, please be an angel of love. Share the show link and leave a comment and a five-star rating. Us podcasters and radio hosts need those ratings. And also when you leave us a rating or a comment like the young lady that asked me to cover codependency, then I know what you all are wanting from me. It helps me steer the show a little bit. Today's show is being brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audio book with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download any title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna. 
Last time we went into the 14 dating traps and we covered marketing trap, packaging, scarcity trap, compatibility trap, fairy tale trap, date to mate trap, and the attraction trap. So if you want to know what those are, go to last week's show, show number 20. We are going to finish this list of 14, starting with number eight, and it is the love trap. I wanted to do all this love stuff because Valentine's is right around the corner. So I want my couples to be amazing individually and for each other, and I want my singles to feel very knowledgeable and empowered when they're getting out there to have the love relationship that they desire. The love trap, that means interpreting infatuation, attraction, need, good sex as love. And the quote, if it feels good, it must be love or love conquers all. And the other one, all you need is love, unquote. Those are common things that they're nice to say. And that feels like how it should be in the beginning. But you've got to go deeper to have good, emotionally healthy, respectful, quality love. When you fall in love, of course, you feel so in love that you believe it must be a good relationship. After the initial infatuation is gone, you spend the rest of your time together just trying to get those initial stages back. So the solution for this one is make conscious relationship choices by defining your requirements and use them to scout, sort, and screen potential partners which all my clients learn to do. Number nine, the sex trap, focusing on the chemistry under the covers by interpreting sex as love, using sex as a kind of compatibility test. In other words, if the sex is good, then the relationship will be good as well. Or becoming emotionally attached and considering yourself in a kind of committed relationship as soon as you have sex. Again, that's not how it works to have a good relationship. The solution here is make conscious relationship choices by defining your requirements and use them to scout, sort, and screen potential partners. Understand that a relationship needs more than great sex to thrive, a whole lot more. I just call that the icing on the cake. You should know where each other is going. What does your future look like? What's your future plan? What's his future plan? Discuss it. Do you see each other in those goals and those dreams? And if they do, then you can get in the same groove and work towards those goals and dreams together. That's the way it should be when you're a couple. Number 10, rescue trap. Hoping a relationship will solve your emotional and financial difficulties and bring you happiness and fulfillment. Something like winning the lottery, right? You avoid taking responsibility for your life challenges, expecting to be rescued from that. This results in desperation, neediness, and relationship failure when your problems multiply instead of disappearing. The solution, define your vision for your life and relationship and live your vision as a successful single person. I always say you have to be a successful single first before you can attract emotionally healthy, evolved, conscious love. Resolve any emotional, financial, and other problems prior to seeking even to go out and date and a lasting committed relationship. Seek to be in the position of choice and want rather than need. In other words, you desire a partner, but you don't need a partner. And that puts you in a very powerful place to wait until you find the one that seems right for you. Number 11 is codependent trap, which we're going to cover tonight. You expect someone to love you and give you what you want by giving the other person what they want. 
You attempt to earn love and happiness by acquiescing, giving, and helping. You really want to be in a relationship. You feel that you're not worthy as you are, and you need to earn love. You pursue relationships hard because you feel incomplete when you're not in one. You want to be the hero and therefore seek someone who wants to be helped. But you learn the hard way that although it feels good to be needed, someone who needs you is not necessarily able to give you what you need. Needing to be needed often results in unconsciously attracting and choosing a relationship with a person who needs you, but as you later discover, is unable to give you what you really want or need. Usually you both become codependent on the other. The solution here, define your vision and requirements and choose a closely aligned, very equal and suitable partner to you. Learn to be assertive, identify and ask for what you want and you need, identify and assert your boundaries, and develop the ability to say no. Be the chooser and be cautious of people that choose you. Someone to say, I really enjoy your company and I'd like to see where this goes, of course. But you also want to have full say in that. You might think this could just be a good friend or when you do the deep down thinking, is this person someone you see going forward in your future together? Do you have the same values, the same quality of life? Their life totally in order financially, as a parent, everyday basic living, you know, is their life together. And if it's not, they're not ready for relationship. Number 12, entitlement trap, believing that you deserve to be happy and get what you want in your life without effort or changes on your part. This results in relationship failure as you rely on your partner to bring you happiness and fulfillment. This inevitably results in disappointment. If you continue to do what you've always done, you'll always get the same results. That is our definition of insanity, right? Solution, take personal responsibility for your life and your relationship. Divine your vision and life purpose and live them while you're single. If you're doing this life that you love, keeping busy on the weekends and making plans with friends and little mini trips and really setting up a life that you love, that shows up when you show up on your dates. You've got a good aura, you've got great energy, you know where you're going, you know what you're doing, you have no problems in life or what I call cheap drama, and you don't want to take on anybody else's problems. You do deserve to be happy, yes, but you have to do the work. You can't look for someone to rescue you. Think about that as you go out to date. Number 13, the virtual reality trap, believing that what you see is what you get making hasty long-term relationship decisions based on short-term impressions and inferences instead of actual experience. You are getting involved in a relationship by focusing on someone's potential, hoping that some things that you really need to happen will get better or change over time because you see the potential in that person. This results in seeing what you want to see. Relationship failure results when later reality doesn't match what you were hoping for. And this is very common. A lot of women fall for this trap. And it's like they see the potential in this guy. They're working up in the corporate ladder, but they need this and they need that. And they start investing in the guy and then he just never makes it instead of her investing in herself. Be very careful about that. The solution is assume you don't know and stay in that pre-committed stage until you have solid experience and knowledge that indeed this is the right relationship and person for you. Finding a life partner is not a race. It's a journey. 
Don't rush to win the booby prize. And the reason they say that is when you rush into a relationship, one of the red flag warnings is someone that wants to marry you very quickly. Some women say, oh, and I fell in love so much you want to marry me right away. It's like, eh, red flag. You know, don't feel flattered. This is usually a sign of a sociopath, honestly. Don't rush yourself and don't let somebody push and rush you. Take your time. Number 14 is a lone ranger trap. You live your single life, focus on your goal of finding your life partner, believing that you don't need anyone else in your life. You evaluate people you meet for their relationship potential only and do not take the opportunity to cultivate them as a new friend. This can result in isolation, perception of scarcity of potential partners, and risk of settling for less than what you really want because you don't want to be alone. This is where I would say it's better to be single than settle. For sure. Solution, develop a support network or community of friends of both genders and be supportable by enrolling them to start looking to see if they have someone nice to line you up. But in the meantime, you're all buddies. Go hang out. Go be with your friends. Be in a comfortable situation. And when you're out with them, it's very easy to meet somebody else also. Let's reflect on those 14 dating traps. Which ones did you fall into the most in your past? Why is that? And have you recently discovered by hearing this list or last week's that you are in a dating trap? They're very common. That's why they call them traps. This is why we're defining it for you because they're very, very common. And what do you do to ensure that you're not trapped by an unsuitable partner? Don't fall in love with love. Or another statement I said, don't be in lust blindness. Everything else feels so good that you're failing to see the real deal when it comes to relationships. Take your time and enjoy the process. Enjoy building the friendship, the trust factor. I always say, and I write this in my book, trust equals consistency over time. And if you haven't read my number one best-selling book, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, I do give free sample download chapters at my website. RihannaMilne.com. The books have been rated five stars since they have come out. And you can also get the sister book, Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose and Success. That chapter download is also on my website, RihannaMilne.com. Do help yourself to those and enjoy. And you can buy them in Barnes and Noble stores, on Amazon, of course, and every other online platform that sells books. Let's get into, do I have codependency issues that emerge while dating? As I go through these, answer yes or no after each one and see how many that you might have answered. Yes. Okay. Do you practice self-care, meet your own needs and keep healthy friendships while dating? Now that would be a yes. That's a good yes, right? You want to do that. Of course, when you meet someone, you don't want to drop everything you've been doing. You don't want to drop your friends. It's important to keep your friends because if the relationship doesn't work out and you've dropped them or were rude to them, then they're not there for you and they shouldn't be there because you dropped them first. Practice your self-care. Keep going to the gym. Get your rest. Eat healthy and keep your friendships going. Two, do I overdo for my date, forgetting myself, causing me to feel burnout or stressed? You want to monitor your balance here. You don't want to keep overdoing. It's nice to do for someone that you love, of course, and they should be doing back. But when it's something that you can do as a team, do together, you should. It's no longer the days of Ozzie and Harriet where the woman does all the cooking and the cleaning in the house. You know, you're a team. Do the household work together. 
Three, am I able to ask for and receive support when I need it without making them do the activity for me? As a couple, you want to be able to support each other. You want to be able to turn and say, hey, babe, I need your help on this. That's the way love should be. And they should be wanting to step up and help you where they can. But you don't want to become codependent and having them do all the work for you. You need to do your work, but it's good to ask for opinions, tell them their opinion matters to you. And if you need some extra support or help, if you're doing an event or something like that, for sure, you should be able to ask for that when you need it. Number four, do I give my date unasked for advice? Am I critical when trying to express my needs? Now, I find that a lot of my clients had marked that one early on in their coaching process because those with childhood trauma have very little control when they're growing up. They're usually growing up in a domestic violence household with a lot of yelling or very critical, demanding father. They have no choice. (laughs) They are kind of bullied and berated at home. So as they grow up, they learn to become very self-reliant and usually very successful in business. A lot of people successful in business come from childhood trauma and they can control their business environment. That's what they want. They wanna be able to control their world. But when they come home and walk through the door, they don't wanna be controlling their partner. That's the first thing that really ruins relationships. Either you have trust or you don't. Without trust, you have nothing. If you feel that you have advice for your partner, you can say, would you like me to give you my opinion on this? Okay, but ask first. Don't give unasked advice. Number five, do I feel frustrated and act out when I don't get my way in the relationship? It's a two-way street. It requires negotiation when you're in a relationship. You have to do for each other and you have to take turns. There's never a reason to act out, ever. Frustrated, you can say, "Hun, I'm feeling frustrated. Four times we've gone to the movie, we've done yours. I just really want to see this one. You know, I mean, but speak up. Speak what your needs are. Don't be frustrated and act out. Speak what your needs are. And we teach that too, to speak kindly and with confidence. (laughs) Number six, do I overplease, manipulate, or control my date to get what I want? Well, we know that's a sign of a sociopath. You don't want to manipulate or control any, control yourself, your own words, actions, deeds, but don't try to control, manipulate, or overly please, which we call people pleasing a partner. People pleasing comes from having difficult parents. Usually it's a female situation where she might have had a tyrant of a father or very cold and critical mother. So the child would learn to keep pleasing to get some kind of love from the parents. And then they grow up to be a people pleaser. In the end, when I have a couple come to me and I hear the woman say, I always do so much for my husband and my kids. They never do back for me. I love them so much more than they love me. Those kind of statements are from someone usually who's a people pleaser. Number seven, does a desire to be liked by someone keep me attached to an unhealthy person? Of course, you know, I always say, gotta love yourself first before you go out and date, right? You gotta be a successful single first. People may have a desire to have people like them, but we learn that not everyone's gonna like you and it's okay. You don't like everyone. If you're in a public situation, it's always good to be socially polite 
doesn't mean you have to like everyone that you meet, but you don't expect that to come back to you. If you like who you are because you know you're a good and kind person, if you're sharing your light with the world, then there will be plenty of people that like who you are and would enjoy you and your company. That's a part of confidence, but also confidence is saying there's going to be people that don't like you and that's perfectly fine. It really is okay. Number eight, do I have clear boundaries which reflect a healthy self-esteem? This is very important. It's important to be able to say no if you're not ready to be intimate. It's important to respect yourself and your body, which we call in spirituality the body temple. Take your time to be intimate with someone. You just don't give that away. That is you. That's your personhood. That is your own self-respect. Not everybody deserves to be intimate with you, right? You want to build that trust and the intimacy level before sex to have a better sexual relationship and love that lasts forever because it's built on a solid foundation of respect and friendship. Anybody can sleep around. That's easy. Building a relationship that takes time and dedication to the time and getting to really know someone. That's what we call boundaries. You do. Your self-respect goes up. That increases your confidence and your self-esteem. And then your aura just shines. You've got great energy when you show up. And it's very evident when somebody likes who they are. You just shine. It's easy. I hear that very often by people. It's like you walk in the room and you just radiate. And that's someone that's done their self-work. Number nine, do I avoid confronting any acting out behavior, flirting, lateness, or other boundary violations? If the partner you love is doing something very blatant in front of you, like flirting with someone else, or they're constantly late, that's saying that they don't respect your time. And you've got to speak up about that first time you can say it kindly look that's embarrassing to me when you're talking to someone like that can you please watch your behavior but if it's consistent their need to flirt in front of you this is a problem they're trying to build their own ego or piss you off for some reason to start a fight or to make you feel less than that is coming from a devious mind because anyone that loves you should respect you properly when you're out. So whether you're a man or a woman, whoever you're out with that date, they should not be flirting in front of you. They should be giving you their full attention, not act out in any other way that would embarrass you or break your boundaries. And if they do it more than twice with you talking to them, it's probably time for you to move on because they're showing it. Obviously, they just don't care. Number 10, do I assertively express my feelings and needs in my life and within the relationship? Everyone has different needs, functional needs and emotional needs. Emotional needs are how you wanted to be treated when it comes to your heart. Are you someone that likes affection and holding hands, being hurt, told nice words like I love you or you look nice today? Those are emotional needs. Functional needs, if you're someone that likes to keep a nice house and your partner is a slob, they're not respecting your functional needs. A lot of people, like myself, I work from home because I'm global and I like my home to be in order. So if someone came in and started messing around with my house, it would make me feel uncomfortable because I can't think clearly. My space has to be in order. Just make sure you express your feelings and your needs when it, they come up. Number 11, am I self-critical or expecting more of myself when my date is disappointed in me? 
We have to watch our self-talk. That is a talk that goes on inside your mind, inside your head. Everyone has self-talk. It's either a positive or negative. Research shows eight out of 10 people have eight out of 10 negative thoughts and they're unconscious. They just come very quickly. That's called self-criticism. In this program, you learn to become conscious and we correct the negative fear-based thoughts into positive ones. And where you're usually reactive, we like to be proactive. This takes training and practice and a deep understanding of why you do what you do. Why is your self-talk critical? Why is it nasty? And when you're not happy in your space, it's amazing how critical you become of others, whether you know them or they're strangers. When you're happy in life, you're very rarely negative to anybody because you're just in a happy, blissful space. You wouldn't even think of wasting your time or energy to go into a critical negative space because that's not the side of life that conscious people like to live on. We live in the light. We like to feel the bliss of that peace and extending love to everyone. And that includes ourselves, right? Number 12, do I do all the work for preparing for our dates and feel resentful or unappreciated? The date should be switched up. I usually like to say every other week, the man or partner A takes the dates and partner B then plans the dates. You just take turns week after week, present your partner with two or three ideas and they can choose one of them and you're okay with either one. If they're okay with either one, they might say, well, do you have a preference? And then choose from there. But every other week, switch off, taking responsibility for preparing and planning a date. And preparing even means getting the babysitter. That is not, quote, the woman's job. Okay, you want to take turns in lining up the dates and everything else that you have to do. Because if it stays stuck on the woman's responsibility, this is where resentful can come in. 13, does my self-esteem rise or fall with my date success or failure? And that should not, because remember when you're dating, you are just meeting a new friend. And if you're not a match, that is okay. And nothing to do with your self-esteem. That just means you might not be their love map. You might not be their type. After several questions, you find out they're not your type. And you're going to have to tell them you're very nice or you're very lovely. I just don't think we're a match. And that should be fine for both of you. That's what dating world is all about. Everybody you go out with is not going to be the perfect match. And that does not and should not affect your self-esteem in any way. 14, can I empathize with their display of any shame or disappointment, but not overdue for them or try to fix their problems? So yes, everyone has problems. They might be disappointed. You can empathize with that can say, would you like my opinion on this? Maybe something I suggest could be helpful. Don't want to overdo and bail them out or fix their problems, right? Support of each other, but not overdoing. Overdoing and being needy is what codependent is. We are going to take a brief break. You're listening to Lesson in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. We'll be right back. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a free title and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna to get started today. 
Why Audible? Well, Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and much more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. To download your free book today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash Rihanna for your free audiobook of any title. We are back. This is Coach Rihanna Milne. Facebook page is Coach Rihanna Milne. Go ahead and like the page. You'll get all the announcements of everything that's coming up and going out. If you want to enroll to work with me, definitely reach out to me at my email, rihannamilne at gmail.com. Okay, back to the codependency list, which is one of the 31 dangerous types of personalities. You don't want to end up with someone that's codependent. Number 15. Am I overly invested in my date by changing my own path to match yours? Now, let's say you're the successful single and you set up your career and you're going gangbusters and you love what you're doing. And this partner comes in and says, but I don't want you doing that. And I don't want you to go do that TV show or I don't want you to go give that speech in this town or whatever that is where they're killing your bliss. Right. This partner is obviously not right for you. If they're trying to make you feel small or live small or change your own career path or your desires that you are doing in your purpose filled life, that person has to be your cheerleader. They have to say, go, babe, I'm proud of you. That's great. You know, that's what you want. Not someone trying to change you and the path that you were on before you even met them. Number 16, do I lecture or blame my date when I'm disappointed or disagree with their choices? Listen, you're not going to always agree with people. You're two different people. You're entitled to your own opinions, both of you. And it's okay to disagree and it's okay to feel disappointed. Blame, nah, you don't want to go into the blame game. That is an old childhood trauma response that's from the dark side. But just express feelings when you did that or I didn't really agree with that choice. It's concerning me because of this, this and this. Then you open it up for discussion. And you brainstorm the best things you can do. Don't want to do the blame game. If something happens and it's their responsibility, then they have to clean up the mess. And then you get your choice whether to stay or leave from the mess that they created in their life. But you always have a choice. 17. Do I feel I become reactive when my date gets angry? The best thing you can do when someone gets angry is to hold your sense of calm. Calm equals power. Angry equals out of control, right? It takes two people to fight. If you're refusing to fight because you're staying calm or you can just say before you hang up the phone, look, you're obviously upset. Why don't you take the time you need to calm down and then you can call me when you're ready for a decent conversation. Have a nice night. You can hang up the phone. Nobody has to hang on a phone and listen to someone yelling and screaming. Nor do you have to have your buttons pushed and escalate and yell and scream back. Takes two people to have a fight. Takes that one stronger person to say, I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, thank you. And I'll talk to you when you have your composure back. 18. Do I feel abandoned when my date leaves me? You need to feel strong. Have your own sense of self-love. Your date's going to leave you. You're living in two different places. You have your date. You say goodnight and you have nice thoughts of them the next day. That's what it's supposed to be. But not abandonment. If you have a breakup, 
and you've been with someone for a while, keep in mind there's brain chemistry, it's called phenylalanine, that it's almost like cocaine. You're used to that love, affection, attention, the sexual intimacy going on from one person that you loved. If they broke up with you and all of a sudden you're alone, you could have that feeling of abandonment, especially if you had abandonment happen to you when you were a child. That's when perfect time to get coaching, to get support, to do any changing you wanna do. And I usually say, this is your time to do what you want to do for you. Like was put on hold because your partner didn't want you to do something or because you were too busy in helping your partner with his career. What was it that you wanted to do? We have to get your mindset into the right direction so that you don't feel abandonment. Abandonment is definitely a feeling from CT, childhood trauma. And there's definitely a way to get you beyond that feeling. 19, do I indulge in their needs beyond what is normal, often shortchanging myself? Again, that's people pleasing, that's weak boundaries, that if you keep doing that, you're going to become resentful of your boyfriend or girlfriend in the situation because you keep doing from them and you're shortchanging yourself. That is not going to be a happy person after a while. Learn to say no. You can say no in a nice way. Oh, I'd love to help you, but this time I can't. I have something else I've already planned. Just say it in a nice way, but speak up and speak your mind. I can't help you this time. Maybe next time I can, whatever it is. But do put your needs as a consideration as well. Reflecting on this list of 19 after doing this assessment with me, do you feel you have codependency issues? Yes or no? And why would that be? What struck out? you know, as, oh my gosh, I'm pretty codependent. I think I need Rihanna's help. And what do you want to work on to help stop this behavior? Is it the weak boundaries? Is it people pleasing? Is it being critical and blaming? Is it always offering advice that that's not asked for? Do you manipulate and control? Are you self-critical? These are the questions that you should bring to me in a free life and love transformation discovery session. And this is a perfect time to just write down my website. It's rihannamilne.com. It's my name. There's a pop-up that comes up. Just fill that out and tell me your story. You can say, Rihanna, I heard you on the radio show or the podcast, and I really think I'm struggling with codependency. And at that time, I would also suggest you get the free ebook, which is at havetheloveyoudeserve.com. And it tells you a lot more about childhood trauma. And in there is my childhood trauma checklist. It's the top 10 concerns that I've heard over 19 years of being a psychotherapist and a life and love coach. If you have any of those 10 traumas, you should tell me as well. That will help me to help you better on that hour that we do together. You have to fill out a couple of forms. That way I can help you. And I give you up to one hour of time. It's a $500 session. Do take advantage of it, right? And you'll be surprised at how much you learn in one hour of time. Codependency, like I said, it can be fixed. Usually codependents attract codependence and you want to stop that pattern. Now let's go into another thing that's toxic, shall we? <laughs> is it love or is it obsession, which is also called love addiction? And I address these issues in the book, Love Beyond Your Dreams as well. It's a 400 page book. It is chock full of advice as far as what to do and what not to do when it comes to yourself and dating and also what to look for 
good and bad in a potential partner. So let's go into that. The first statement I name will sustain our infatuation type thought or way of being. And the second one would be the love-based action, reaction, or thought. The first one is your personality becomes obsessed with your love interest to the extent that you lose your self-identity and your individuality. So involved with your love partner to the extent you lose yourself. That's basically what it's saying. That's infatuation. That's obsession. Love would be you can appreciate your lover's unique personality, but you treasure dearly your own. You're not going to lose yourself. You love who you are. You think you're a great person and they are too. That's what makes the best emotionally healthy relationship where you're both two self-confident people that feel proud about you and your life and how you conduct your life, your morals, your values, your work ethic. These are two people that would be making a great relationship. Second example, obsession is you fear angering or displeasing your partner so much that you won't voice your personal opinions or convictions. Positive love would be you're sensitive to your partner's feelings, but can still hold your own to your personal beliefs, even when they differ from your partner's. And as I say, it's okay to agree to disagree on that one. You're not supposed to always think alike. You're not. It's not healthy. Okay. Number three, thoughts of your girlfriend or boyfriend only occupy your every waking moment. That's obsessive. Love is your love is more often in your thoughts, your partner, but so are thoughts of other friends and family to whom you're committed. It's more balanced. It's not obsessive. Next, obsession is on a daily basis, you're unable to function unless you've heard from your partner's voice or you've seen her or him. Love is you do appreciate the assurance of hearing from your boyfriend or girlfriend, but can remain focused on your work or personal tasks even if you have not heard from them, okay? Obsession is you're disinterested in events or activities if your love interest is there or involved in such events. Your love's hobbies or interests must become your interests and vice versa. That's obsession. <laughs> love is your partner has a special interest or hobby, and if you don't feel that you want to do it or try it, you're not obligated, but you can pursue it also to try it out. And you also have your own interests that you enjoy independently of your partner. And that's perfectly fine. The next example, your love's personal beliefs and convictions become your own. It's only healthy if you probably share core values and beliefs, but there's no compulsion to adopt your love's every personal belief or conviction if they are not currently your own. Again, you share core values. You're going in the same direction together. You work as a team for share vision and dream, but you don't always share the exact same personal beliefs and convictions, and that's fine. Love obsession is you feel insecure if your partner makes new friends, especially with the opposite sex. Healthy love is you feel free to mingle with other friends or even hang out with friends from work or school periodically, even if your partner is not there, while preserving appropriate boundaries, of course. This is one, if you have an old friend, which me being female and I have a ton of male friends from the past, I just call them my buddies. And they are, we're almost like brother and sister, we're buddies. 
And if one of those persons would come into town, I certainly would be introducing my boyfriend to them because why wouldn't I? It's someone who's a great friend of mine. I would want them to know each other. That's how it should be. It should never be someone in secret or secret texting or pictures going back and forth. No, that's BS. That's that's an emotional affair, if not a sexual one. You only keep friends if it's someone you can clearly introduce your partner to without any hesitation. Infatuation is you develop show and tell rituals like kissing or saying I love you in public to stake your claim on your partner like you own them as opposed to those things being real spontaneous demonstrations of love. That one is demonstrations of love, whether in public or private, are meaningful and innocently done to display real love to your partner and not show off to friends or family. Love obsession is you're deeply dependent on your partner for a sense of fulfillment or wholeness because without him or her, you feel like nothing. And healthy would be, while you love your partner dearly, you know who you are and you don't feel you need them to feel whole or complete. That's that statement again. You desire to meet someone, but you don't need to. Your life is full and accomplished and successful as it is right now as a single person. When you feel that confident, your life is in control and peaceful and you love your life, that aura comes off and it's so much easier to date because people love your company. They love to be with you, you're easygoing, it's fun. You're usually laughing and smiling a lot. You're not showing up with a hundred problems when you show up to a date. That's when it becomes very easy to attract a lot of partners because your aura is positive. It's so important. And here's the last one. You have a deep-seated, often unspoken fear that your partner will desert you for someone else. And this influences several of the above munchin behaviors. That means all the previous ones. And real love is you're secure in the fact that you are special. You believe you deserve to be loved and you trust your partner to love you in a respectful way. That's really the definition of emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious love. Let's break that down. Emotionally healthy. You have good mood management. You're not codependent. You're not love obsessed. You're not jealous. You're not controlling. You're not blaming. Anything from your past has been worked out with a certified trauma coach. You have great relationship with your family, with your friends, with your children. Your life is balanced. You're financially stable. You love your work. Your life is really together. You're emotionally healthy. Everything about your life is peaceful and calm, but also exciting because you schedule things in, you have good balance and enjoy what you're doing. Evolved means being your highest and your best self. The word highest is a spiritual term. Those people that coach with me, this is a spiritual based program. They do learn to be spiritual and we always ask that question, is it for the good of all? My thoughts, my words, anything I write down, is this kind, is it inspiring, is it to make a difference that's positive? Instead of being critical or judging others or putting them down or making them feel different. That's not spiritual love, right? Evolved means being your highest and your best self. When you bring that person into a relationship and they are critical and negative and nasty and always bitching and moaning, guess what? You're not going to be happy in that relationship. Someone who started out as pretty cute and maybe hot, it's like, oh my God, it's amazing how 
beauty or someone who you considered handsome in the beginning changes because their personality actually starts to make them look ugly. Physical beauty is one thing, but what's shining from the heart? What is coming from the mind? What words are being spoken? Are they a good, kind, loving, amazing person? Someone that you might have initially seen as somewhat plain, who's so amazing in their heart and their mind and their soul becomes so beautiful because, wow, they're just such a great person and you feel so amazing to be around them. That's what we're talking about with the evolvement, okay? Conscious love. What is conscious? We are always thinking about what we're doing what we're saying, if we write something, our actions, are they kind? Are they responsible? Is it good for you and your partner as a team? You think consciously, is this good for the team before you do something that could hurt or embarrass your partner? You don't engage in selfish behavior or ego-driven behavior because if you're spiritually based, you're not ego-driven. Ego-driven is uh, somebody so swept up in the materialism of things that they think that's what makes them special. No, someone that is wonderful in their heart, mind, soul, that's what makes them special. Conscious is the combination of spiritual evolvement and using your mindset for good, for good for yourself, good for the relationship, good for your partner. Thinking, is this good for him and us, right? The reflection on this exercise, is it love or is it obsession? This is what you have to ask yourself when you're out there dating. Is your partner in front of you, this date, showing you healthy love? Are they starting to show signs of obsession and ownership and control and jealousy? If they are, you know now this is signs of unhealed childhood trauma and even gets worse at signs of sociopathy. How are you doing to have emotionally healthy feelings within your dating relationships? Are you able to express yourself and speak your needs in a good and kind and calm way? Do you hold your boundaries? Do you show your love and respect, but also respect yourself enough to take your time and not jump into anything? Between that information of codependency, is it love and obsession, and the dating traps, those are three really big and powerful pieces of information that I hope that you really take into consideration as you're out there dating. Now, we are going into our last lesson, and this is from Tony Robbins, one of my mentors. 365 daily lessons in self-mastery, giant steps, small changes to make a big difference. You can get that resource on my homepage of my website, lessonsinlifeandlove.com. All the resources I mentioned, my books and so forth are on the show notes. Okay, so this is lesson 269. Every upset you've ever had with another human being has been a rules upset. You weren't upset with the person. You were upset that he or she violated one of your rules, one of your standards or beliefs about how things must should be. In fact, you may have violated one of your own rules for how you should behave, think or feel. Next time you start getting upset with someone, remember that you're not upset with the person. You're reacting to your rules for the situation. Simply ask yourself, what's more important in this case? 
my rules or my relationship with this person. Use this pattern interrupt to refocus on how to communicate in a more heartfelt fashion and you'll find you can immediately transform a situation of conflict. Again, we're talking about what's good for the team. Kindly expressing your feelings. Do have your requirements and your values. That's certainly fine. But instead of getting upset, there's never a reason to be angry. There's only a reason to discuss an issue. And that's what we're all aiming for. That's emotionally healthy response. Okay, my gosh, the hour flies fast, doesn't it? All right, my love angels and transformers, that is all we have time for today. I really thank you for tuning in to Bold Brave Media Global Network and the radio show that's here every Monday night, Lessons in Life and Love, for you at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Next week, we're going to cover tips for internet dating. And if you're frustrated with online dating, what are some other things you can do? Five ways to find your partner without a computer. Please tell your friends who you love and care about to join us next week, too. And I appreciate you sharing the love and helping me change the way the world loves. Please also take a moment to give me a five-star rating on the platform of your choice and post a comment on what you'd like and what you would like to learn in an upcoming episode of Lessons in Life and Love with me, Coach Rihanna Milne. Also, you can send your questions to the Lessons in Life and Love show at gmail.com and reach out for that free life and love discovery session this week at rihannamilne.com. And as always, I am here to help you have the life you desire and the love that you deserve. God bless and have a fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Your personal journey of life and love transformation has only just begun. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. And if you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a free life and love transformation discovery session with Rihanna, a $500 value. Just contact Rihanna with your questions and to tell her your story at RihannaMilne.com. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.